Hey, Flippers and Bumpers, welcome to the Flips and Bumps podcast, a podcast about two guys trying to make some money, the flips that make them that money, and the bumps in the road they face along the way. If you want to get a hold of this podcast, you know how to do it. You email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Flips and Bumps, and most importantly, just listen. We drop new episodes every single Monday morning at flipsandbumps.com or wherever you get your podcast from, which does include YouTube. If you're a watcher, if you like watching, head on over to youtube.com slash at flips and bumps podcast. Takes you directly to our channel where you can subscribe, turn on those notifications, do whatever you feel like doing on YouTube. And on there you can kind of see the stuff that we're talking about, the little items that we find, all, all that kind of stuff. But if you don't like watching videos, we also put those things up on Instagram throughout the week. So so you get your choices, is all I'm trying to say. There's two of us on this podcast. We like to call ourselves the Thrift Seekers. Individually, my name is Sasha. I'm the host of the show. And I'm joined by my dear friend, the video game whisperer, the whole flipping show. You know, last week we had our friend Goff sitting in. And I wanted to call him the horror flipping bro. But I totally forgot about it. Now, it makes sense. Horror. He's got a horror podcast. Flipping. He's a flipper. Bro. He's my bro. Uh, but I completely forgot about it. So hopefully I remember next time. But anyway, he's not here this week. The man is back, the video game whisperer, the whole flippin' show, also my bro, it's Peewee. Hey, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, what's going on? Not too much, you sound thrilled, my friend. Oh, I am, honestly, I'm a little sick, I am very stressed about uh, work and flipping and life in general, I am... Things are not going my way as of late, and I've been very busy with traveling and everything. So I honestly, I'm I'm happy to sit down here, record this for an hour or whatever it is, and just chill out for an hour before I have to go back to re- the uh, the real world. Uh, but for now, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. What's going? Amazing episode last week. You're but watching man, the real world. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I wish. I... My wife just started watching Big Brother. For uh, this, it's horrible. I think there's like 30 seasons. I'm not going to see still her make, for a while. Is real world still a thing? I don't know. The, well, that's I, way past I'm way more interested in road rules than real world, but I will take what I can get. Um, last week was fantastic. I, I, I think I messaged you and Goff about it uh, personally, individually, but I just want to say publicly that I was not here. Honestly, I was not here last week and the week before, but we prepared for two weeks ago, and we did not prepare for last week, and you guys crushed last week. Well, thank you. That's nice of you. Uh, super shout out to our dear friend Goff for sitting in. Especially, we had some technical difficulties. You're saying you're going to sit here for an hour. We sat here for four hours to put out last week's hour and a oh half long episode. My God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that happens today. That will not happen today, guys. If you're not listening to this this week, that just means that we had some technical issues and I quit. Yeah, exactly. And then and I'm doing a solo episode, so, right. uh, <laughs> so enjoy that while you got it. Or I'm calling golf uh, at 10 p.m. or whatever. So, but thank you, golf. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you totally. filling in for us it's always fun I saw Goff at uh, the thrift store last week like the day before we recorded he's really? always excited and ready to go so uh, shout out and go listen to his podcast and check out his stuff absolutely uh, what about you Pee Wee I, I don't know let's just start the show how about that? yeah get going I don't care oh, okay. <laughs> I've got nothing to follow up on I've got nothing just get moving I am on the clock if you're new to this show what that means is I get to talk about whatever I feel like talking about in the flipping world uh, and when I'm done, Pee-wee will get his opportunity to do the same. I got some stuff here to talk about, so I'm going to try and go as quick as I can for the sake of Pee-wee's mental health. Uh, first things first, eBay International Shipping. 
This is something that they've been rolling out a little bit at a time. Goff actually texted me about this because it changed on his end uh, a couple days ago, and he had no clue why the global shipping program is no longer there. Uh, and uh, and I guess I just want to... talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. It's gone. It is gone. The global shipping program, as we know it, is out of here. And eBay's what? international shipping, or I don't know what they call it now, is here. They've been rolling it out slowly to a bunch of people. Uh, it just hit me yesterday. So Goff texted me two days ago uh-huh. and it, because something happened to his account. And then uh, yesterday I got an email that was like, hey, by the way, you are enrolled in whatever this thing is. And so I got the, the thing right here. It is called, hold on, eBay International Shipping. It is not eBay International Standard Delivery. It is not the eBay Global Shipping Program. You just automatically get enrolled in this eBay International Shipping Program. And okay. here's the thing. I'm not going to confuse you. I am just going to tell you the couple of interesting things from this. Please. One, eBay will be handling returns. I'm pretty sure all international shipping now has returns. Really? Uh, but you do not have to do anything about it. eBay is handling the returns. If I'm wrong on that, someone please let me know. But this is how I read it in the email. Uh, basically, they said if a buyer wishes to return something, eBay is paying for it. The seller keeps the sale money. And that's it. Whoa. So I don't know what they're doing. If they're just trying to encourage more international sales and take take the hit or whatever it's going to be. Um, that seems very risky. That seems like yeah. you're just asking for somebody to set up a P.O. box in uh, Switzerland. And I'll just order stuff to my Switzerland address, claim that I need to, to return it, and uh, just keep the money. I'm pretty sure you'll have to return the items. But to who? Uh, to eBay's whoever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they live their life over there in the eBay. But this is just <laughs> what the email said. They also said no international selling fees on items sent through the eBay international shipping program. I don't know if that means for me and you, the sellers, right. or if it just means. Uh, I have no clue. I have no clue. This is just what the email says. It also says with this new program, there are reduced shipping costs for the buyers. So, I mean, all of this to me says that they are trying to get more people from outside of America to buy or outside of wherever, you know, international shipping. But they're willing to take the hit on it here a little bit. It's going to be easier to sell items internationally is what I believe is going to happen with this stuff. Uh, if you can get a better grasp on this thing, Peewee, you let me know. Uh, yeah, I, I've got nothing for you right now. I have not received any sort of a communication from eBay regarding it. Um, as far as I know, I am. I just checked a few of my listings. I just still have the eBay Global Shipping Program activated on everything. Yeah, it, it's only a matter of time because mine just came today. Also, my W-2 from eBay came in the mail yesterday. Uh, I didn't even know that was coming in the mail, so well, sweet. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe we'll talk about that as it rolls out for you as well. Yeah, I'd love to. One thing that bothers me here, I paid up for this item. It's the Don Joy Iceman Clear 3. If you remember this, I got it a couple weeks ago. You were like, what are you doing with your life? And also, why would you purchase this thing? Uh, this is like a, a, an ice bath type situation. You put, the, the, you know, it's got like a little pad in there. You put some ice in there. 
I was like, you know, it, I paid nine bucks for it. It sells for fifty to sixty. There are plenty of comps uh, on okay. eBay. There are plenty of solds. I went in to put mine in, and uh, eBay will not let me. They said this is a medical device. Please do not relist. And I've had an issue where I tried listing medical device before, and they told me don't do it again. So I don't know if it's something that's because it's my account and this is here, or if it's just the category that I of the listing that I chose to sell similarly. Um, you know, like I just pick a listing that had a sale. Yeah, right. And so I hit sell similar, and maybe I picked one that was like, uh, that I'm not allowed to do or something. I, I really don't know. I don't know why. This isn't like a crazy medical device. This has nothing to do with like a heart monitor or, you know what I mean? This is like, you ice your knees with yeah. this thing, and this there's plenty seem, of solds. And this doesn't seem medical. This seems yeah, like practical. body adjustment <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like a massager more than anything right, else. Yeah. So I don't know what I did, but uh, you're right. I'm making horrible life decisions and flipping decisions. And I just thought it was interesting. I'm gonna try. Um, I'm gonna try and list it again, maybe under a different category, or like start the listing by myself. But I'm also afraid to do it because I've sold medical listings and they told me not to list them before. So it's kind of just like sitting in the corner of my room collecting dust at this point. Yeah, maybe what are you I'll gonna do with it, it now? To ice my knees or something. I don't know. What did you pay for this thing? Nine bucks. American. So if you have to throw it out, you throw it out. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but do you have any sort of other plan that you can? I saw some on OfferUp, but it looks like uh, they've been on OfferUp for a while, even locally. So, no, you know, people haven't sold theirs in a couple of years. Uh, oh, no. And it's like, all right, I don't want to go that route. And yeah. uh, No, I, I would probably just send it back to a Goodwill or something. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, I've been really busy, Pee-wee. I don't know if you noticed my store. Uh, one thing I wanted to do while you were gone, I said, I'm going to... Bump up my listings. Good. Uh, also, you know, my goal for the year, I, I reiterated my goal of let's get 100 listings a month, which is 1,200 for the year. Love it. So far in January, 140 listings. Wow. Bim scalabim. Uh, that's what I say <laughs> when I, I celebrate something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I now have over 200 items in my store, which hey. I don't think I've ever done. I'm at like 212, something like that. And uh, that's awesome, dude. That's, and did you have when you hit a hundred? Did you have any concerns of like, hey, maybe I should hold off on the remaining forty or whatever it is till February? Part of me thought of that, and then the other part of me is really where I'm headed. Is like, I want to get to twelve hundred listings this year, and so I'd rather do that quicker than okay. space it out. The goal is twelve hundred. The goal is not one hundred yeah. a month. I yeah. See. Uh, 100 a month is like obviously to keep me at that pace that I would need to get to 1200 but if I can get to 1200 by June then I can kind of set up my store a little bit better because I know what I'm doing now is not helping with the algorithm right like I'm listing 30 items in a day then the next day I don't list anything are you activating everything everything yeah everything I I want to build up my store a little bit better I want to get more and more items and I think by the time I can get to I mean, let's say I can get to 500 items. Just talking, this isn't a legit goal. But if I can get to 500 items, then I can start working on the algorithm part of the the situation. As for now, I want to build up the store. Because I do that thing where it's like, I get up to 150, and then I don't list anything, and it drops to 100. And it's like, 
I have stuff in there that's been sitting a long time. So I kind of want to build up the store before I start working the algorithm part of it. And then once I get to that, whatever the number is, then I'll start, you know, drafting some listings and get things to, you know, five items a day or or whatever it's going to be. That's great, though. That's a great start. Yeah. And I am going to try something here. So like 140 listings is what I have. I'm probably not going to add anything else uh, the rest of this month because we only have tomorrow and the next day. Uh, And I wanted to... What I think I'm going to try is taking all of my items that have been sitting for a long time, uh, ending them, and then doing the sell similar thing to see if it refreshes them. Okay. To see if it brings it up, uh, you know, any better. Uh, and and I have a hundred items, free items to, to list still. You know what I'm saying? So like, as long as I don't list additional stuff, I still have all these free listings I could do. So when I end a old listing and then sell similar, it will count as a listing, but really it's an item that I've already had up right, right, right. for a while. Okay, so. that makes sense. I so know. we'll see how that works. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that works for you. I also added something to my custom SKU section. Uh, oh. This is for me personally. I don't, I don't think, I don't think this would work for you because you'd buy too many things in bundles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've started adding the price of what I am purchasing in my custom SKU. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I couldn't do that. But. So my custom SKU will say something like three ninety nine, the letter C, let's say, uh, and then one twenty three. And what that means is I paid three ninety nine. It's in my my bin C, and I listed it January twenty twenty three. So that's the information that I have. So I know how long it's been sitting there. I know the exact price that I paid for it instead of trying to remember as I as I do this thing. Uh, and I know the, the location of the thing. And it seems to be a pretty easy thing. It's not really taking up too much time to add something that I already have in front of me as I'm listing. You know what I mean? I think that's great. I, I, I wish I could do that. I just I don't have the ability to do it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for you. You have way too many things that you aren't buying individually. So... Uh, what else? I think that's all I have personally, but I do have some stuff here as far as emails are concerned. We got a couple emails. Uh, we're going to get to a couple this week, and then I think we have a couple that I'm going to push till next week. Uh, but the first one we have here is from our buddy Real Deal Neil. Uh, check him out anywhere. TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, you name it. He's at Real Deal Neil TV on all those places. So he's got the same name all across the board. I, th- I also think he's from Illinois. So I am not going to talk uh, about where I go and what I do. I got to <laughs> hide that from Neil. Uh, but let me see here if I can find his, his email here. Give me a second, Pee Wee. Sure. He says, Hey guys, congrats uh, on the over 100 episodes of the podcast. I've definitely learned a lot from here and thank you for sharing the knowledge. I got a couple questions. I bought a Fisher Price Play Family Sesame Street Clubhouse from my local Salvation Army for $3.99. I saw some writing on the bottom of the clubhouse and was wondering if you think I should clean it up or leave it. I don't have the items that come with it that are listed on the bottom of the thing. Uh, Just the playhouse. And I'm leaning towards wiping it off with the right cleaner. This may be the same case for some clothes that I sell. Like if they smell, I would wash the clothes. Uh, and then he has a second question, but uh, well, let's deal with that first one. Sure. Uh, 
Why wouldn't you try to clean this off? What's the positive? I'm thinking the only positive is that it lists all the items that uh, should be coming with the playhouse. So does the, so does the internet. Get, get rid of this. I'm with you. My only dilemma here is, uh, can this come off? What do you yeah, think it is? It depends. I mean, it could just be stained into the plastic because this is like a nineteen late seventies. Is that Sesame Street? I think that's yeah. Sesame Street. Yeah, it's the yeah. late seventies, early eighties. Uh, Fisher Price Playhouse. Um, it could be stained in there, depending on the type of marker that it is, or it could come off very, very easily with some uh, like ninety-one percent rubbing alcohol. Uh, they, they, I would try it. I don't think there's any negative to it. I think the worst case scenario is it might smear and not come off all the way, but still, that's it's on the bottom. It's not like it's on the top. Best case scenario, it comes off super, super clean, and it'll be super, super easy. So I, I definitely think it's worth the risk. I don't think many people are not going to buy this because it is clear writing versus smudged writing. You know what I mean? So I think it's worth the risk. Yeah, it'll look a lot better if it's cleaner. Um, yeah. And if it's and if not, not clean, and, and if it messes up, it's not going to kill your chances of selling it. The, yeah. It already has writing on it, right? Y- it, yeah, it's, and it's it's the bottom. Like you said, it's not on the side where it's going to mess up with the view of everything. And the writing doesn't add any value to it if yeah. you just left it the way it is. Get it Get out of there, Neil. Get rid of it. Yep. He also says, I'm thinking about reopening a P.O. box and using it as a return address for all the items I sell on eBay and all oh, yeah. other items I sell and ship outside of eBay. What do you guys think? And do you use P.O. box addresses for a return address? Thanks, Neil. I do not. It's not something that uh, I really even consider. I, I, I'd i like to have my own P.O. box just because it sounds cool to have your own P.O. box. But uh, but that's really the, as far as I go with it. But I know you have one, Pee-wee. How, yeah. how has it been? What do you think about the P.O. box situation? Do you like it? All that stuff. I, I do like it. I've had one for a little bit more than six months because I you pay it in six-month increments. Um, I will say if you're going to get one, look into different uh, post office because different post office have different prices. And uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Um, the, uh, uh, the way I've found is that the smaller the post office, the cheaper the P.O. box, which to me doesn't make sense. If you only, if a post office only has, let's say, you know, five P.O. boxes, to me, those should be much more expensive getting one of the only five in that in that post office versus going to a giant post office that has 300 P.O. boxes where they're just they have more than enough that, of, what, of what they need. Um, it's the opposite. It's the I, it was almost double going from a small one to a, a large uh, post office. So I, I definitely think it's worth it. I don't use mine that often. It's my I, I it's so often or it's so like not often that I go there that my the guy that runs this very small post office this post office is literally run by one guy who works there um, it's it's only him I've never seen anybody else work there it's two rooms one room that's just always open for the PO boxes and then the locked room where you can go up to the counter um, I go in there maybe once every month and a half uh, because that's how often I get returns um, that said the PO box fills up the it fills up with junk mail. They will constantly put junk mail in there, and I don't go in to clean it out. I only go to the P.O. box when I get an email from eBay saying, hey, somebody started a return, and the item has been, you know, it's been packaged and, and shipped to you. I will then track it, and when it shows as delivered, well, then I will go to the P.O. box. I'll clean out my junk mail. I will go claim the package, and the, the that one guy that works there is always amazed 
He's like, I, I haven't seen you in a month and a half. The day you get a package, you show up and, and you're picking <laughs> this thing up every time. Um, it, I mean, that's the way it should be. I don't, I, I don't want to waste. It's not my normal post office that I use because the cost of my normal post office, the one that's very close to me, that's the one that's double the cost of the smaller post office. So if you have a small town next to you, I would definitely check into their prices for uh, for peel boxes. Did um, you? Uh, do you have a UPS store? Did you ever check a UPS store for their? pricing i we don't have one around here oh okay doesn't surprise me uh right. as you live <laughs> in the middle of uh nowhere what's uh, the difference do you know the ups store by me i don't know the difference in price but i do have an interesting anecdote i guess okay. um the ups store the way that it's different from the post office is you actually get a street address rather than a just a p.o box Oh, interesting. Okay. And that I think if you ship through UPS or somebody else, you can't ship to post office. There's certain services where you can't ship to a post office because you're not allowed to just ship to a PO box. Oh, and okay. so UPS store you it'll be going to 123 Easy st- uh, Street PO box whatever rather yeah. than just PO box whatever, you know, wherever you're from. Uh the other thing is UPS stores are individually owned. Uh, and so you can kind of go to different UPS stores. Like I have a relationship with the lady who works the UPS store by my house. Like she knows me because I go right. in there all the time. And so I asked her a long time ago about the, the PO boxes. And she was like, you know, uh, I can work with you on the price of that that stuff so i mean they're lenient with that that kind of stuff so if you can leverage a price if you can say hey the post office is charging me 35 dollars a month would you be willing to do 25 dollars a month or you know what i mean but like willing you should be willing to at least like ask and look around they might just say no they might say this is our flat fee or whatever but if you get in good with them maybe you can get a deal and even if not they're looking for people to rent those things out to it's like a, an apartment building or a condo right they want as many people as they can uh so that they are getting monthly revenue for this stuff so if they have open p.o boxes maybe they'll, they'll be willing to work with you yeah it makes sense that's interesting I, I didn't know you could haggle with the post office yeah yeah you can haggle with everybody Pee-wee. that's what this <laughs> show is all about that's true Next email we got is from our buddy Nick F. He says, uh, hey, just curious if you guys have any advice. I've had this happen a couple of times. Um, I'll test an electronics item, and it's fully functional. Then after somebody buys it, I get a message from eBay saying it's being returned because the item is not as described. It's broken. Is there anything I can do other than give the full refund? If it's an inexpensive item, it's not a big deal, but this happened recently with an open box Sony DVD recorder I sold for about $300. I package my items very carefully and often get good feedback about how protected the items are. Plus, when they use the same box to ship it back, it doesn't seem to be damaged in shipping. I don't know for sure what happened, but it seems unlikely the disk drive and such would just stop working. I know with older electronics, it could be something like a capacitor just burning out. Thanks, Nick. Well, first and foremost, if you know what it is and you're willing to fix it, uh, that's on you. I, I am not a someone who will fix something. Right. I'll just toss it in the trash. But in in this situation, the the good thing that you're saying is that you get good feedback about how protected the items are. So that to me is that's the, good. The, but that's doesn't the number matter. one thing. But doesn't matter. The, don't bring up these. Everything he just listed 
when you ha- if you want to get eBay on the phone over this, do not bring up any of the. It, it, they're all incidental, right? They all do not matter in the long run. Yes, you have a great history, but that doesn't mean that that's what happened with this specific item. I'm not saying it did, but that's what eBay will say, right? Because it's not a guarantee. You don't have any proof that you that for this specific item you packaged it carefully, and you don't have any proof that even though that the outside of the package was unharmed, that the inside was harmed. You don't. Have, it's not worth your time to worry about any of that stuff. Great, that's awesome. That that's how you're running your store, and that's how you're doing it. But it has nothing to do with this specific scenario. Yeah, I'm just saying it's good that you are yeah. self-aware that Agreed. that is something that needs to be happening. It's totally. not going to help you in the situation. Correct. What's going to help you in any sort of situation is if, I mean, you have to eat it in, in, in these things. And that's why a lot of people are very picky with electronics. I've been lucky with electronics with all, all of the VCRs and typewriters and all that kind of stuff that I've used. But I'm also very picky with that stuff that I, I use. So, like, I rarely get electronics from Goodwill anymore because I've been burned so much on Goodwill electronics. But if you go to a garage sale and somebody has something that you can tell has just been sitting there for a long time, I'm way more willing to take a chance and, on that. But also, s- he said he tested it, right? So, to his knowledge, it works. Yeah. Um, I would test it when you get it back. And if it still works, relist it. Yeah. Don't worry about the return. Uh, but the first thing I would do, and when I get any return back, inspect it. And compare the item to what you listed and the pictures that you listed originally. And this what, is why you need tons of pictures, yes. especially in this, in electronic situations. What you're looking for is signs of a scam. Not that your shipping method is not up to par. Not that something happened in shipping... Just that the person who bought it had the same item but a broken version, and they bought your working one, and now they've shipped back the broken one, claiming that it's the same one, and they want their money back, and they want to keep your working one. So what you're doing is you're looking for any sort of defects on the original pictures uh, that you took that are not... That's mainly what you're looking for, because if it goes the other way, let's say you have a pristine item that you took pictures of, and when you get it back, it has a little nick on it. To me, that's not proof that the that the two items are different, right? Because that that little nick that wasn't there previously in your pictures, but is there now on the item they got returned to you? Well, that could have happened in transit. That could have happened, you know, between when you shipped it and when you got it back. But if it's the other way, if there's a nick that was there and now it's not, well, that is 100% proof that that's not the same item. And yeah. now you can open up a case. Now you contact eBay. You don't tell them about all the shipping stuff that you just told us. The only thing you focus on is the differences in the pictures versus what you shipped that or what, what you were shipped back. And if you get something back and it is broken and it's legit not working and it does match up with all your pictures and everything in there, Cost you're just out of doing luck. doing business, yes. That's yeah. the way it works. People build that price into their uh, into their losses. Retail stores do that because they know a certain amount of items are going to get stolen a year, so they build prices yeah. into that. Happens uh, all the time. It's tough though. It's tough, like it because it's you Absolutely. and you get emotionally attached. You're like, ah, this was good, like, you know. And especially on a three hundred dollar item like that Sony that thing. you spent so long testing and yeah. the, the, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's. I get the same way. I was just packaging up this uh, He-Man Masters Universe playset today. That's the only thing that I took pictures of and wanted to list today. It's a $150 item, but it's all very fragile. It's in three giant pieces. Um, 
it's one of these items where I will pre-box it, meaning that I will take the pictures and then I will pack it now and have it ready in a big box because it's so big. The box I had to use was like 30 inches by 14 inches by 7 inches, which is huge for me. I spent two and a half hours just packing this thing, right? Bubble wrapping it, blah, 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 blah. And only in a minute, that sounds like a very long time and it is, and I'm only going to make about 150 bucks on this, which is a lot. That's a big sale for me, but it's the versus the amount of time that it takes to to actually get this thing listed the two and a half hours plus the listing time so probably like two hours 40 minutes um if i get a return on this thing and it's like damaged and they well they claim it's damaged and it's really not damaged and they're trying to get like and they waste my time after i put so much time into it i'm gonna get frustrated because i'm i'm emotionally invested into all this because i don't have a big box solution to personally i don't have a big box solution for packing and shipping big items they always take me a long time which is why i put them all off um the so it, it's just it, it's try not to get emotionally connected to your items it's going to be difficult but I, it's a very good piece of advice that you just dropped yeah take the loss if you have to and move on yeah uh and then the last email we have here is from our buddy phil m he says just wanted to thank you guys so much for the weekly dose of humor and flipping knowledge I've listened to 70-plus episodes now. I started about three months ago mainly flipping retro video games. There and your you podcast opened my eyes to the promised land that anything can be flipped and hopefully yeah. not a bump. Uh, I would I would have never run into a sweet find like this without the knowledge of the famed Tchotchke Isle. That's right. Woo! Hashtag Tchotchke Isle. He paid 99 cents for this Disney Parks Genie Gold Lamp replica. So something I, I'm assuming you can only get from Disney Parks. Is that right? Sure. I have no idea. All right. We'll go with that. <laughs> it says Disney Parks, but I think that's right. Paid 99 cents. Says he's going to list it for 85 bucks. This one, if you're watching on the YouTube, it's one that recently sold brand new for 45 plus shipping. It's right around 60 bucks total. But I looked at this thing and uh, it's it's shady. You know why it's shady? Because it's broken. It's got a broken handle on it, so it is not brand new. Uh, it oh, says, really? like, yeah, it says in the description, you know, read more. And it says, this item is brand new, but it's broken. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, which one is it? Uh, no offense if this is your listing, but kind of offense if this is your listing. But anyway, uh, this is not an item that seems to be selling too often. I think this there was, like, one or maybe two that were uh, sold in the last 90 days. So when you sell this thing, you want to make sure that you're the cheapest price on it. I don't know if there's any current listings on this thing. But if you want to get rid of it, be the cheapest price. You're going to make money on this thing, hand over fist. And we are very happy, A, that you're listening, and B, that you're hitting up the tchotchke aisle. That's yeah. right. We need an alarm for the tchotchke aisle. <laughs> we need something. I agree. Yeah. yeah, Disney Park stuff is definitely a good thing to look out for. It is essentially all the items that were sold in the parks are exclusive to the parks so if you don't live in orlando or you know the california area you don't have easy access to the stuff some of the stuff can be very very limited um have you heard the stories splash mountain shut down this week uh in the orlando uh park have you seen the stories of people selling water from splash mountain wow no no but it doesn't surprise me i guess I mean, so the the thing that's interesting is that yes, Splash Mountain is shutting down, but they are reopening another water ride. They're basically just retheming it and putting a new name on it. I Splash don't think they're Hill. getting. I don't think they're getting new water. You know, like I don't yeah. think the the water is exclusive to Splash Mountain. So I, I I don't know. So that's okay, but I can't sell my Don Joy ice pack <laughs> machine. Trying to bring relief to the world. All right, Pee Wee, you are on the clock, my friend. I don't have much, man. The, do you remember how to do this? Do you remember how to be I, on the clock? 
I, it'd be a lot easier if I had more stuff going on in life <laughs> if, if, if that had to do with flipping, but I will, I'll, I'll blow through this stuff. Um, so my trip that I was going for, I was going for a week and a half. I was, uh, we drove down to Atlanta and it was a mess, man. We drove, me, my wife, and my son drove to Atlanta. Um, so I had my car. We drove down for different work experiences. My wife had stuff to do. I had stuff to do. My son was kind of just tagging along, having a blast. Uh, but I had my car, which was great, meaning that in a, the little bit of spare time I had, we I was able to go to, I think, one or two thrift stores. Uh, that said, I found absolutely nothing uh, on the entire trip. Um, the Halfway through the trip, we, I had to drive my wife and son to the airport in Atlanta. They flew home. And, uh, and then from there, I drove down to Florida and continued my trip there and then drove back in one day. Last Sunday, when you guys were recording... Um, I probably could have jumped on the podcast as soon as I got home and caught the last five minutes of you guys recording. I was driving from 6 a.m. until like 1.30 in the morning. It was it was very, very rough. Um, the In Atlanta, here's a, a quick story. In Atlanta, something that I did look up that didn't, uh, didn't pay off, but I was close to pulling the trigger on. We went to the, the Jim Henson Puppet, what was it called? The Puppet of... Center for Puppet Arts or Puppetry Arts, and they had a big Jim Henson and uh, Muppets exhibit. We saw like original Kermit puppets. We saw all the like an original Big Bird costume. A whole like my son is huge into puppets and Muppets and all that kind of stuff. So we had a blast at this thing. In their gift shop, they had a glass case, the same glass cases I had behind me. The the Detoffs you get from uh, IKEA. Um, they were very like empty for the most part they they had like shelves were empty and on one of the shelves they only had two funko pops they were from the labyrinth i'm like oh well let me take a look at these because i know that labyrinth pops can go for a lot um and they can but apparently this gift shop was aware the the two i don't have pictures of them but the two pops they had um were like the main character girl and then one of the the puppet characters and each of them they were individually priced one was 79.99 and the other one was priced at 89.99 and that's they were underpriced a little bit based on what ebay had them going for um uh, but not enough to make it uh, you know flippable um just interesting that they had you know higher priced collectibles in the gift shop when everything else was just like books and like generic puppets and whatever but they also had these random uh, uh funko pops there um so the i really didn't pick up much you'll see this in gst as, as well i didn't pick up much uh during my time when i wasn't uh away on the trip and then i definitely didn't pick up anything at all while i was on the trip um i also had to put my store on away away but with sales while I was on my trip, how are your January sales? Um, I meant to, I've I meant sold to ask about. You time. I've sold about sixty items so far. Okay. I mean, there's two days left. Uh, you know, it's like on average, maybe a little bit above average. But it was very funny because uh, when we recorded the last time, and we recorded two episodes, yeah, we were talking about how hot January was starting. Mm-hmm. And then later that week, I texted you because it had been five days and I had no sales in five <laughs> days. Right. And uh, and then, like, you know, after a couple of days, it went back to normal for me. What about you? Yeah, I was gone from uh, over. It was for a week and a half from Wednesday, a full week, and then coming back that Sunday. And during my time away, so it had that message at the top that says, I'm away. I won't be back until this day to ship out items, blah, blah, blah. During my time away, I sold 40 items. I think it was 40 exactly. 
which is a lot for 10 days. That's on average, it's four items a day. And not my average of seven, which I was at previous, prior to leaving, but considering it had that message at the top that said I was away and wouldn't be able to ship for a week and a half, I was shocked that I got four items a day. Um, also, the Monday I got back was terrible trying to <laughs> ship out 40 items. I got it done in a couple hours, but it was still a pain. Um, the My sales for January, they, like you said, it started out hot. The middle of the month was hot, even though I was gone. Um, but the past week have been rough. Today is Sunday. Yesterday I sold one item. Today I've sold one item. Um, it is. It's definitely slowing down, and I'm absolutely fearing February. Um, I don't. The, the, maybe it picks up, but the I, I haven't had a slow weekend like this where I've been actively activating items for you know the week prior and to have nothing happen the following weekend. Usually weekends I'm selling easily seven items a day, and I have sold literally two in two days. Um, so I'm nervous, nervous about February, but at a minimum that just means I'll be able to get my. Uh, total number of active items up as I continue to activate seven items a day and not have them sell. So the there's a silver lining there. You're sticking with seven items a day, though? For right now, yeah. I'm going to continue okay. going at seven. I I don't know when I'll bump it up to eight. Um, I don't want to, like, it's, I don't want to bump up to, to eight items a day. Again, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, it's, it, it's I, I try to stick by the theory of activating 1% of one percent more items of what you currently actively have listed on your site so if your store currently has 700 items you should be uh, activating seven items every day if you have 800 blah 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 but when do i go up right when do i step up from seven items to eight items i don't want to go from like having you know 795 items activating seven items and okay well now i've got 802 items do I now have to act? Do I now have to, uh, you know, activate eight items a day? Because mm-hmm. the next day I'm just going to bump under under 800 anyways. I think I'm going to wait until I hit like the halfway mark. So at 850, that's when I'll go up to eight items. 950, I go up to nine items and just keep that up. Um, it's been consistent. I've had, you know, I've been between seven and 800 for probably two months now. And it's been good. Like I had seven for, I was over seven for a while. And maybe it's been more than more than a month. Um, but for a while, I was just activating five a day, even while I was at you know over 700 items. And almost as soon as I started activating seven items compared to five, uh, I saw my sales increase. It was, I mean, it wasn't consistent, but I would still see. I used to never see you know a day where I'd sell uh, sell seven to nine items, and now it's. I mean, it's not uncommon, you know, except, uh, excluding the last two days. But it, it's not uncommon for me to sell that many items in a day. Um, it, it's it's very interesting. It's it's the the mindset of like if you want to have a store that sells seven items a day, then act like a store that you're selling seven items a day and activate seven items a day. Um, I, I don't know how it works, but it works. When you left, I I had this goal of you know trying to bump things up a little bit, and one of the reasons why was because we didn't have golf set up yet, and and I had jokingly said I'm gonna try and get uh, if I do the solo show. I want to have 100 items for GST by myself. <laughs> so I went out and I hustled. And I got to about 75 items. Um, wow. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. yeah. I mean, I crushed it. Every day I was out, I was finding clothes. I, was, I mean, I was spending time, I guess, more time than I normally do. Um, and then, like, when I, was, I asked Goff and he's like, I'm in. I was like, okay, I can kind of s- sit back a little bit. 
But if I look at it now, I've listed 140 items this month, right? That's great. That that to me, uh, not to me, that mathematically is four to five items a day. Yeah. So that's, that, uh, that's you've been doing that for a long time comfortably, like easily. Uh, that to me was like. I'm all in. Uh, I'm sweating uncontrollably in the middle of the night. But you also have the worry of having to pick up that many items. And, you know, I mean, you had to get over that initial hump of having the inventory to be able to list. Um, I didn't have that problem because I spent, you know, four years. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I spent like four years where I was just collecting video games and would randomly pick up toys and just throw them in my basement and just never list them, leaving me with just boxes and shelves of toys and stuff that could potentially be listed. And now I'm finally getting to that stuff. Yeah, um, it was like a death pile without being a death pile. It was right. just like a great pile. <laughs> a great pile just keep working your way through, right? Life pile, we'll call it, yeah. All right, you brought up the change in the global shipping program, which I'm absolutely interested in. I just Literally, the first time I've heard about that was, you know, 15 minutes ago when you brought it up. Um, there was another change to the way eBay is running the back end that I don't know if you're aware of because of... You don't use the, the, the you know the, the PC version. You only use the phone version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's, it's if the notification that this was activated uh, showed up on the phone version. But if you go into your sold listings, you, you go into your... Not, yeah, your sold listings. If you go into your sold orders, you now have an increased access to your to the orders that were that were made. You can now go back two years and see two years worth of orders versus the previous three months i actually did see that only because i happened to check in the desktop version oh you did okay so that makes sense because i i saw something where like my um leaving feedback looked different on the phone and so i was like what is this i want to i'm just going to do it all on the desktop version went to the desktop and one of the first things i saw was a little pop-up that said you can now look back up to two yeah. years on the thing. Yeah. yeah, they make it pretty big. My my concern with this is, is this the first inklings of them expanding? Now that we have access to orders that are you know two years old, are they now going to start uh, expanding the return window, which was also previously three months? Is that now going to expand to a... I don't want to say lifetime, you know, God forbid it's a lifetime return policy like Amazon. <laughs> but if they expanded the return window to a year, two years, the any thoughts on that? Any concerns about that? No. no we hope not, not, right? That would just cause more headaches. Yeah. And here's the thing is like, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. Anything can happen at any time. I'm not going to worry about it what something could potentially mean because tomorrow and i was thinking about your store in general tomorrow ebay can say look we know how big collectibles have been we are now taking a 50 percent fee on all collectibles and video games and then what do you do in that situation you sell the stuff that you have left on ebay or you take it all down and you run new things and you try to figure out maybe i can put them on amazon or maybe tomorrow amazon goes hey uh, we want to get into the used video game business better than we already are. If you come sign up on Amazon and sell here, everything under $10 has no fees. So all the games that you have that are $10 things that now if you sell a $10 game on eBay, there's a 15% fee and you got shipping and all this stuff. So we have no clue when a change is going to come, what change is going to come. 
And I'm not going to lose sleep over any of that stuff. Until I, I think that's happens. great advice. Not losing sleep. It's also great advice to, along the same lines to have your hand in as many baskets as you can and don't rely too heavily on one platform. There's nothing yeah. to say that Amazon doesn't shut down tomorrow. There's nothing to say eBay doesn't shut down tomorrow. If they do, what do you do? Right? What? Uh, I have. I I absolutely have too much stock invested into eBay. Right. Yeah. Um, the my plan if that if something did happen to eBay where the, the you know the they jacked up the the fees to an astronomical amount or they just shut down altogether, um, I've got video game conventions to fall back on where the toys would sell you know the at the at the same rate. Um, the it would be maybe not more work, just different work, and the transition would suck. But once you got there, it'd be fine. Uh, but I've got a ton of stuff that I I mean, my tchotchke aisle shelf that I have in my basement of stuff I picked up in the tchotchke. What do I do with that stuff, right? The, who yeah. wants the that $2,300 uh, uh, statue that I just named my price on? Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it doesn't even have to be something as dramatic as one of them closes down. It could be something as simple as like a, a couple months ago when eBay, probably over a year ago at this point, but when they were like, hey, we want people to sell shoes on our platform. You come sell shoes if you sell shoes that are over a hundred dollars, there are no fees for you. Right. And so that's in an effort to bring people to do that kind of stuff. And so those companies, I mean, they're thinking of what, you know, how to increase their business and they could change stuff at any time that they want. And they do. And we complain about it and they don't care because they have all the power with everything. Of course. Uh, so you just have to adjust. If they start doing, you know, unlimited returns forever, it's kind of like, it won't work, first of all. Like you, you just can't. Things will break, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, this was broken when I got it two years ago." <laughs> but I, I know what you're saying. You're saying is like, uh, "How can I prepare best for for any sort of things?" And also, is is this directing you in a certain way of thinking towards something? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I just screw it. That's that's my. Yeah, I, I, I think that's good advice. I don't yeah. think you should worry. I don't think you should spend your time worrying about something that you have no control over. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have for my time. Let's get to some GST. Oh yeah, GST. It is garage sale talk time, and that means me and P we get to talk about uh, what we found this week, last week, whenever we found the stuff. Doesn't really matter, but we found it. we found it, and we want to talk about it. We like to share information with each other and share information with you guys, so we can all learn what is valuable and and uh, basically where did I lose money this week? That's a oh that's a pretty oh good. Uh, <laughs> all right, Pee Wee. Let me start things off here. First of all, clothes. I have tons of clothes now. I'm a clothes guy, Pee Wee. <laughs> Since you left and came back, I'm a big clothes guy. I like that though. I, I'm honestly. Vintage clothes, like 80s and 90s clothes, interest me. Not so much for selling, even though I think there's absolutely a market there. Um, I just, I like looking at it. I think they're cool. Um, I'm going to talk about something that's, I mean, semi, it's cloth related. It's not clothes related, <laughs> but it's it's along the same lines. You'll, you'll see. And, and that kind of stuff excites me. So I'm definitely interested. So I, I don't mind learning about it. I think it's, I think it's good content. I, I wonder if it's going to bring my average down, um, as far as like per item average on what I'm going to be selling only because, you know, I'm going to save that for a different episode because that's opening a big box of worms okay. or a, or a box of whatever you open that is difficult to talk about. Uh, but just, I, I have tons of clothes now. 
Uh, I think I counted and like 40% of my store is now clothing related. Whoa. Uh, and I'm getting up there. I mean, these bins are filling up. I bought two more bins that I just, everything I get, I take my pictures, I do my stuff. I put them in t-shirt bags and I put them away. And I'm starting to get all kinds of t-shirt bins going here. Um, I am only going to talk about four or five things clothing wise because otherwise we'll be here till 4 a.m. or whatever. I think we're still going to be here till 4 a.m. I've seen the list of stuff you sent me. I will go quick. uh, And these are just things that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. So first and foremost, a couple of my favorite things here. Uh, This Logo Athletic, it's a vintage Pittsburgh Steelers jacket. This thing is like a windbreaker, but it's lined on the inside, so it's not that thin. Uh, Okay. And uh, it also has, you see the white mark that's on like the hood part there's actually a hoodie that comes out oh so you can wear it over your head or you can you know tuck it back in and it's great to wear at the game yeah yeah it's a perfect thing it's cool because it is obviously a vintage item it has embroidered patches on the front and back i just wish wish i found this thing like three four months ago when the Pittsburgh steelers were still relevant um but i'm not going to complain too much i paid 6.99 for this thing i'm asking 50 total like 40 plus shipping uh, there is one other one on eBay. I think it's a different size than mine. Uh, but I just thought it was a cool piece. Very much, yeah. Next up, I have a Mr. Beast yellow pullover hoodie. Uh, Six ninety nine. I paid for this thing. I actually sold it already. It sold for 29 shipped. Really? Uh, yeah. I was going to say Connor would kill for this. Uh, I apologize. I would have totally <laughs> just uh, sold it to him for 40 uh, but uh, yeah, I found this with a bunch of other like uh, Vans and Spitfire and a bunch of like skateboarding hoodies that were all size large, which is what I wear. So I was like really just hoping to keep all that stuff. And I was like, no, you can't do this. Smart. Your closet's full enough with all this other stuff that you don't wear. I have like a hundred wrestling shirts, Pee Wee. It's, it's almost oh, embarrassing man. at this point. And none of them are worth anything. That's the worst part. Uh, but yeah, I got this thing and it already sold. Uh, kind of cool that's great next up is a tron is the name of the company t-r-o-n this is a peoria riverman which is like a junior ice hockey team uh sweater or jersey Uh, you were a hockey coach what do you call this thing yeah jersey jersey's good all right uh check out our our other podcast pucks and schmucks you can find that on uh, every Tuesday night it comes out, and uh, Pee Wee just goes over game plans of junior hockey teams. It's really it's a killer <laughs> podcast. Uh, Amazing. Found this thing for three bucks, and uh, and I looked it up just to see. It doesn't look cool to me. It looks kind of boring, actually. Yeah, um, but tons of these Peoria Rivermen jerseys sell on eBay. There's really, a ton of sold comps for this team, and I don't know if it's for all you know junior hockey teams or whatever but this team for sure uh so i'm hoping to get around 40 bucks for this thing it is dinged up a little bit i'm guessing it's like game worn or just worn by somebody to play hockey nothing about like levels of hockey where is junior is junior kids is it like triple a baseball is it no one knows great question it's a great question i think it's yeah i think it's more like minor leagues okay uh ihl does that do anything for you nope nothing okay this thing says like C. I, I I can't read it. Whatever C B D H L. It's a hockey league where everybody does fake drugs. Uh, 
but th- they also have some other ones that say IHL on them. So interesting. Uh, no. Either I way, was, it's a it's a three bucks. I'm I'm, I'm going to take this every time. If, if you want, I I don't know that I would have picked. I was a hockey coach in high school for uh, the team was made up of like aged high school kids <laughs> and I was just the coach because I wasn't good enough to play and they were good enough to like handle the team on their own pucks and schmucks Tuesday pucks nights and, uh, be there be there next up is a forever 21 jacket uh now I know you're going to be confused I, I, I agree I was before I clicked on it before I realized what it was I was like what are you doing with your life but the but this actually makes sense I like this well so I've seen a couple Forever 21 jackets that look vintage. They have uh, Reebok ones, Pepsi, Honda. And I I looked all those other ones up because they are cool looking. I think they're like women's hoodies or whatever. Um, I looked all those other ones up and there wasn't enough money in them. Okay. So I passed on all of them. This one, I was like, I have to get this regardless of money or not. And it just so happens that these things sell for about forty bucks. So I paid six ninety nine. They do go for around forty bucks, and it's got a bunch of sold comps. And uh, it's an Express Mail U- USPS. This is amazing. Hoodie. It's just a, it's a print. It's an all over print hoodie that has just like USPS labeling, all like shipping labels and receipts, and also yeah. like I would never wear this, but like this hits home very, very hard to both of us. Yeah, I mean I had to purchase this regardless of uh fl- right. flippability. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The I do see here your custom label. Um I was gonna ask what six nine nine was, but I think that's the price you paid. Yeah. Then it says H one two three. Yeah, so H is the the bin. Uh-huh. Uh, one two three is January twenty twenty three. So I know Man, that I love all the information. Okay, yeah, that's great. Uh, next up is my last cloth related thing. It's actually <laughs> a hat, um, but it is a champion Sherpa lined hat. This thing was cool looking. I like uh, this too. Yeah, if I wore hats, I would wear it. Uh, and it's got like a leather adjustable strap on the back. And the best part about it, new with tags. It's got the sticker on wow. it. It's got the tags on it. I paid three ninety nine. I'm surprised and it goes, this isn't worth more. This is. I think I've never it's relatively like new. This. Okay. It, yeah. If it was an older hat, maybe it would go for more. But it's it's a twenty to twenty five dollar hat. Baseball cap covered in sherpa lining. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I liked it, I mean, and yeah, it was on the I, green I really bin. Did. I took it before anyone there else you go. could get I like it. Like that. So. Uh, now I'll get into my other stuff. Here's a, an interesting one I thought, and I kind of, I think I'm selling it incorrectly, so I'd love to get your opinion here. This is a Lego Star Wars, I don't know what you call this, Nabo Swamp, N-A-B-O-O. Naboo. Naboo. Uh, it's Lego number 7121. It's missing six or seven pieces, Oof. but it comes with the box. It comes with all the instructions and pamphlets that came into it. It came okay. with the minifigures as well. Okay. And because it was missing six or seven pieces, I looked at all the sold comps and stuff. There are a couple solds that like half the pieces are missing, so I think people are trying to put together. Okay. Uh, you know, one of these sets. But I thought the money I, I paid one ninety nine for this. I thought the money would be in the minifigures. Just sell the minifigures sure. and then see if potentially the other stuff can actually go for anything. Sure, I think that's fair. Do you think that's the way you would have gone with this thing? Yeah, get the guaranteed money out of the figures because those will sell. The It would be easier to sell the set together with the minifigs, but the 
I think you're fine selling the. You're guaranteed to sell the minifigs. The the set with or without the minifigs, considering it's incomplete, is not a guaranteed sale. Yeah, and if it was a complete set, it was it was around fifty to sixty bucks uh, sold. This okay. thing was a retired in nineteen ninety nine set or whatever. So I don't know. I, I I'm not sure if I made the right decision or not. But yeah, I did, that's smart actually. I so like board games and puzzles, maybe Lego. I stay away from a Goodwill if they're open because I don't want, especially board games and and puzzles. If they're missing pieces, they're useless. Yeah. Lego, I never thought about. Open Lego boxes might have minifigures in them, and I'm trying to think. Even if I've run into open Lego boxes, I may, I just may not have. Um, you know, none of this crossed my mind when I was purchasing it. The only thing that crossed my mind was look at this older looking Star Wars thing, and it's a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, sure. And so when I looked up the sold comps and I saw how expensive it was, I was like, there's got to be some sort of parts or something in here. Because it was taped shut as well. I, I took the tape off. In the store? And, uh, no, when I got home. Oh, man. Really? You didn't know what's in there. Yeah, but for two bucks, I'm not going to waste my time. All right. uh, I got to get out of there. I got to go to the next spot. I have 100 items to pick up, you know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Next up, I have... This one's for you. I saw this, and I was like, I'm not going to buy this, but I am going to take a picture. Oh. It is the... Uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I had like this uh, cookie shooter by the company Wherever, and we were trying to figure out the name Wherever, because it was W-E-A-R, Ever. Okay, And we yeah. were trying to figure out where the name came from and why. Well, I found the Wherever... Popcorn pumper, baby. That's what it's called. The popcorn pumper. This thing was two ninety nine. I took a picture. You didn't when I buy was this. The, I took a picture at the store just to like bring it on the show. Then I looked it up, and there was some money in it, so I bought it. <laughs> of course. And I paid two ninety nine. It's missing a part, which I didn't know until I brought it home. But there's a. You see that. At the top, there's a little like rectangular area that is a open. Butter. That's a butter holder. Yeah, you know way more about popcorn <laughs> pumpers than me, my friend. We, I had one of these growing up, absolutely. Uh, you're a pumping fool. That's right. Well, I don't have that thing. It doesn't matter. It sold for $20 plus 18 shipping. Already sold. Uh, already sold? Already sold. Wow. And That's amazing. shipping ended up only being $8. So I don't know how I messed wow. it up, but I gained $10 on the shipping. Okay. And uh, so $2.99 into $38, basically. And this thing's out of here. The That's, Popcorn oh, Pumper great. by okay. Wherever. Amazing. Next up is uh, something you might like. It's a McFarlane Mega Fig. The Joker 11-inch action figure. This is a big boy. Yeah, he's three ninety nine. This thing came out, I think, last year, or the year before. I think it was twenty twenty one. Okay, uh, it just looked really cool to me. I didn't even look it up at the store. I was like, I'm gonna keep this if it's uh, not worth anything because I, I think it looks awesome. It does. I agree. It does look very cool. This is in a line that has. Is it like hollow? Does it feel no, like? Cheap? I don't think so. And I, I couldn't even check because I sold it already. <laughs> oh, okay, that's great. Okay, the I've got yeah. so he. That was my problem with this line. I mean, it's, it's isn't a toy collecting podcast, but like, there's a there's a Clayface, which is an amazing looking figure, which is another like Batman villain. But it's like it's so thick that they just made this whole thing hollow, and it just doesn't feel like sturdy enough. 
Um, I do have the Swamp Thing, which is like another like 12-inch Swamp Thing figure from the same line. The I'm, I'm very familiar with what this guy is. I'm surprised that you were able to find them. I don't think it was hollow because I, I, I remember holding it. The okay. problem with it was like the right knee was very loose. Loose, okay. And I, I, so I had that in my listing. I sold this thing for 25 bucks shipped already. I, I ended up making whatever, 10 bucks, 12 bucks after all this stuff. It's so, not a big thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, I got it to stand, as you can That's see. That's exactly that what I was going to say. The with yeah. if you have action figures that have loose parts, whether it's an elbow joint, a knee joint, a hip joint, whatever, um, note that in the listing. But spend the extra thirty seconds and take your picture with the thing standing, and note that in the description as well. So say something like, uh, "Figure has a loose uh, left knee joint." and then another dash under that, and say, "Figure stands on its own as pictured." Yeah. Versus just laying the figure, you know, down and taking a picture of the front and then the back. Um, and it, this way you can get it. I, when I get figures, anytime I'm taking pictures of them, I will take a picture of the front with a ruler next to it. I'll take the ruler away in the next one, turn it, take a picture, the back picture, other side, you know, the other turn picture. Um, and then I'll take a close-up of the face. And then I'll take a close-up of any deformities, anything that's like got a mark on it or anything. And then it will also take a picture of the stamp. The, the COO, the country of origin, and then the date, the if, if, if it is stamped on there. Um, if you can do all that, those are six pictures that I think every action figure needs, and it gives you the best opportunity to sell loose figures quickly. Cool. Blah, blah. Next up, I have a Spells, Potions, and Creepy Concoctions book. Talk about hollow. This is a hollow book. Okay. It's about four inches thick. Uh, so it would go like on a bookshelf, and then you can keep something in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, know, okay. A, a brick or whatever you keep in a, in a hollow book. A key or something, sure. Um, but when you open it up, there's some sort of like electronic thing. It makes some sort of noise. Now oh. this thing was in the green bins, but the green bins that I was looking at was almost completely empty. So people had already gone through this bin, a ton. And I saw this thing, and I picked it up, and I almost threw it back down. It was three ninety nine. But I was like, this looks like a Harry Potter thing to yeah. me. But I don't think it's a Harry Potter thing. No idea. It's just a Hallmark book. This is all it says on there. Spells, concoctions, whatever. There's no nothing in the listings that said Harry Potter. Nothing anywhere. Uh, but I looked it up, and it goes for about 40 bucks shipped. Oh, that's great. And I was like, I don't know why everybody passed on this thing, but I am going to pick it up for three ninety nine. Uh I I was the lowest price at thirty nine ninety five uh when I listed this thing. I got an offer for twenty five dollars. Uh-huh. I declined. Okay. I got an offer for twenty nine dollars. Wow. Same person decli- declined. Then thirty five dollars, I declined, and then they just paid full price for it. <laughs> Why do you have best offer turned on? Well, I put it on for almost all of my listings, and I probably if would have accepted thirty five, but because I saw that they just kept going up, I, I was just doing it for fun to decline them at that smart. point. Very smart. But the thing was, I knew that I was the lowest listed one of these books on eBay. So if you want this thing really bad and you want to pay the cheapest price, you have to go through me, or you got to go through somebody else and pay more. And so I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll give it a shot. Doesn't I mean, it was talk. literally listed for one day. I know this thing's going to sell. It has tons of uh, sold comps. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to have a little fun. Does and, it? Uh, you said it makes noise or it talks? Yeah, it's got some sort of, like, electronic thing on the inside. It's battery-powered. Okay, and it did work? Uh, no clue. 
I, I, no batteries, and it was like those weird watch batteries. Okay. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, yeah, get good. it out of here. Yeah. By the way, I have to say, this new setup that you have, this Love video, this, right? this is incredible. If you, if you don't watch the YouTube, <laughs> I'm not even trying to get people to look at the YouTube page, I mean channel. But uh, the way that Pee-wee changed it, so now you can see both of us and the item in I the like middle. I like it as well, too. Yeah. Excellent. Pee-wee, I had such a difficult time doing audio and video stuff last week. I'm so <laughs> happy that you are back, my friend. A couple more items for you. I'm going to try and go as quick as I can. I found two 60-CD racks. Laserline. You probably remember the, this packaging. FYE, these absolutely. Yeah, from back in the day. Uh, Suncoast Video might have yeah, had these things. Uh, brand new. New in the box. Hasn't been taken out. Still had the bubble wrap and all that Man, stuff on it. Look at the value on these things. Jeez. Yeah, and I found two of them. They were four ninety nine each, and they go for about 75 bucks shipped. I don't think they're going to go quick, but whatever. Very easy to ship, very easy to list, and they are already listed and just uh, on a shelf waiting to find their new home. That's, per- that's perfect. The... I think you're in good shape with those. The I, I I don't think you'll be sitting on them for as long as you think you will be. Um, people, I'm assuming that people have CD and even video game collections would fit into these things, like PS1 yeah. and Dreamcast. Um, so the more people, people probably just have a bunch of these, like stacked on top of each other, that are slowly filling up. And then once they get the, the you know the current one filled, they'll have to go and find another one, and that's when they're gonna have to to look you up. That's I think that's a great find. Next up, I have a. Gobel, G-O-E-B-E-L, Studio Hummel Ornaments. Now, these are interesting. It's 10 figures. Uh, these things go for about 10 to $25 a piece, depending on which figure it is. So as you can see on the listing, that top one goes for $25. Uh-huh. Uh, that is one of them that is in the box that I have. The, the listing underneath it is for like seven or eight just random figures. Uh, it went for about 70 shipped. Okay. Uh, I have a couple extra figures, so I have ten figures on there. I paid three ninety nine for this thing. I actually listed them all separately, and I'm kind of like, maybe I should just do them all as one, get it out as quick as I possibly can, so I don't have to sit on some that might not sell, and I might just end up tossing them. And yeah. Um, but for now, that I've listed all of them, and I also I think they're going to sit for a while because these are Christmas ornaments. I don't think people are actively looking for them throughout the year, but. But they do have sold comps for like all the figurines that I had. So uh, interesting find. I almost didn't even look into the thing because I was gonna say I don't know how why you would have looked this thing up in the first place. But yeah, it's just like a plain white box. And I don't know. I don't know, Pee Wee. Sometimes uh, things find me. You know, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is all right. This is up your alley right here. Five different random toy bags. Now, I never find these things. I've been waiting to talk about this. So, I paid $14 for these because when I looked them up, I saw what was in them. You know, I saw some random figures that I was like, that has to be worth something. I saw some items that I'm like, okay, Pee Wee sells these for a dollar to two dollars a piece. I gotta be able to make back the $2.99 or whatever the, the bag cost me. So, for all this stuff, I paid $14. And here's what's inside one of them has a Disney Mech X4 Harper's Beast 5-inch figure. It's at the bottom right. It's like a weird little dinosaur-looking figure. I have no clue what that is. Do you know what that is? No idea. How did you... you, That's Google Lens? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it sells for about 20 to 25 bucks. 
uh, pretty regularly, I want to say. That's great. Uh, that was in a dollar ninety nine bag, and it was it's like a very heavy figure too. It wasn't like a you know plastic cheap whatever. It was dense. Never heard of it. Uh, in a different bag, there was a Schleich. We've talked about this brand before. S C H L E I C H. It's a horse. It's like a Clydesdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes for about fifteen bucks shipped. Not huge money, you know. It's it's gonna go under my ten dollar mark or whatever, but. You're picking things out of all this stuff that does sell. Yeah, that's this up. thing has sold for times. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I have these little guys, these Disney Cinderella, Gus and Jacques or Jack. I don't know what the name. Jacques I've never is right. Yeah, Cinderella. Never seen Cinderella. Jeez. No, uh, these goes for about ten dollars shipped. These figures are like one inch tall. They're two very tiny things. You could probably send them in an envelope. <laughs> they're they're tiny, but. They're in there, ten bucks. Put them on. They they have sold comps. That's what I'm looking for in all these things. Like, are there sold comps of the stuff that's in there? If not, uh, I'm a little hesitant to to list everything. You know what I mean? Like, there were a couple figures in there. There was like a golden Power Ranger guy, but he had no mask, no weapons, no nothing, uh, and it was like a six dollar figure if you had all that stuff. So it just goes in a junk pile or whatever. Uh, but you're looking for stuff that can obviously make you a little bit of money. There is also something called Octonauts in there. Yeah, it's a kid's show. Never heard of it, obviously. Uh, previous one, there was four of them that sold for about $15. I think three of the four are the ones that I have. And then there was Perfect. some Zoobles that are like a ball that turn into some animal or something. I don't know what the kids okay, are all about sounds similar days. to like Bakugan, but okay. Uh, same thing, four of them for $15. So all these little things add up, you know. Uh, but then the the big prize of it all was 83 Littlest Pet Shop figures. 83. 83 total, of which I went through every Wait, one of let them. Let me go Dewey. back to the first picture. Where is 83? I see two bags. Yeah, that's in, the two th- bags. In those two bags, there's 83 of them? Those are large freezer bags. Like wow! And how much is each bag? Is that two ninety nine a piece or two ninety nine that... each bag? Dude, yeah, that's insane. That's uh, Littlest Pet Shop guys all day long. Tell me about Littlest Pet Shop. So there's eighty three of them, and you would have been so proud of me. I Google lensed every single one of them, Pee Wee. Uh, I now, was... I haven't used Google Lens on Littlest Pet Shop. I have a box of about one hundred and fifty in the basement. How it easy works... was it to? Perfectly it works Ooh. great. Oh, I like the sound of that. I, I feel like um, the eyes might be the tricky part because, you know, some of them it's like the exact same figure, but it'll have a teal eyes versus, Oh, know, it's like Brat styles, great. Orange okay. eyes or whatever. Yeah. But the Google lens on my phone, which is a horrible, horrible phone, <laughs> uh, I mean, got these things accurately almost every time, I would say. That's there were a couple of times where it was funny. I would take a picture of one and it would be like, this is a dog. And I'm like... <laughs> Come on, Google Lens. It would show me a picture of like a real dog. But uh, but yeah, so there was 83 of these. I went through all of them. 12 of the 83 are priced in between 12 and $30 a piece. That's crazy. That's $120 uh, so, minimum. Yeah, so that's awesome. And then that leaves you with 71 to lot up and put in. If I can get 100 bucks for those, I would be happy. Um, for the 71 I think... Yeah. yeah, I think that's about what they'll go for, yeah. Yeah, in between $1 and $2, depending on... And there was some in there that are like $9, $10 ones. It's not just like the cheap ones as well. Oh, uh, really? I would see... What I would do with those is I would lot up those... Like, two of those 
and put them together for like 18, 20 bucks. Yeah. You'll get more listings out of it and you'll make more money in the long run. I'd, I'd consider it. Okay. I still haven't listed these. That's why I would consider it. Actually, I listed the uh, the, the 12, the 12 right? or whatever. Yeah. I think I sold the black cat one. Uh, but I didn't list the rest of Dude, them. That's so. great. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very and then happy the other... about that. that was, that's my biggest question when you sent me these pictures is how easy was it to research these? Yeah. I mean, if I can do it, you can clearly do it. Cool. And the other uh, cool thing about this is uh, if you go back to the other picture, the bottom left bag, it, uh, maybe it's not the bottom left bag, but you can see other stuff in those top two bags. Yeah. There are so many accessories and other things that are all Littlest Pet Shop branded. Did you save those? Did you? Do, are you doing anything with those? I have them. Those are the only things I haven't really looked up. Um, yeah, I always just honestly I just throw those out. I've never looked them up. I never bother with them. Just really, so much money in the in the in the pets. Um, and by the by the time I get to the accessories, I'm just done with it. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna do the work. I'm gonna yeah, see if there's know. anything in the absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy because I never find any toy stuff, especially at Goodwill. Um, and then I got two more items for you, Pee Wee. One is a 1989 Pizza Joe singing dog. Uh, singing doll. Doll, doll. This guy sings. Uh, I don't know what it is. That's a more or whatever. Yeah, that, it's da, da, tremendous. Da, 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 da. He dances. I, I might keep this for myself. Paid three ninety nine. Um, I'm asking thirty shipped. One sold in the last ninety days for thirty shipped. There's oh. uh five or six that are listed besides mine, but all of those are in the box and they're going for a hundred dollars or more. Wow. Mine's the only one that is used. Uh, it works. I tested it put a battery in there my dog is afraid of this thing uh interestingly enough i found this thing one day picked it up and then i didn't want to just go buy this thing and i got called into work so i put it on a lower shelf near the tchotchke aisle next day i went in it was still there and so i picked it up and i took it amazing uh and then my last thing actually just sold uh right before we went on today this is a Department 56. Always keep an eye out for Department 56 stuff. This is a Valentine's Day like figurine. It's a Kisses 25 cents. It's like a kissing booth figurine. Okay. I paid $3.99. Uh, goes for about 60 shipped. I sold it. I took an offer and I, I sold it for 50 shipped uh, right before we got That's here. That's great. Jeez. Uh, this thing was brand new in the packaging. I don't like the packaging is beat up, but the inside looks like it's never even been moved. Like the styrofoam where it was, it just looked in in perfect uh, order on there. So Department fifty six all day, man. That's great. Yeah. So good week. I'd say it's a good week. Yeah, it's very good. I wish I had a week like that. Um, I did. I got an offer on that NASCAR leather jacket this morning. Oh wow! Right. I was thrilled to wake up to it, and then I looked at the offer, and I think I have it currently listed after dropping the price and dropping the price. I think it's still listed at like two hundred dollars or something. Um, it might even be two fifty. They offered me seventy five dollars, and I ju- I just countered offered at one fifty five. Yeah, they haven't got I, back I think to me. You yet, did but the right thing. I, yeah, it's yes, it's something I want to get rid of. Yes, it's a you know a huge item in my basement that I don't really know how to take care of. But um, I, I I don't even know how much I paid for it, but I did pay up for it. I know that much. I might have paid seventy bucks for it at the time, um, so I wasn't willing to pull the trigger on it at seventy five. But I just I uh, because somebody recently brought it up on the show in a in an email or something. I just wanted to throw that out there. NASCAR stuff sells. I mean, at pretty high prices. That's why I think you will eventually sell it. And I'm confident saying that because uh, 
while you've been gone, I've been dabbling with whatnot, you know? Oh, really? Buying or selling? Uh, buying. Okay. Buying. I, I bought a couple things on there. Uh, you know, some for myself, some to resell. <laughs> sure. That we talked about last week or whatever. Um, but I notice, you know, while I'm sitting there waiting, there's a lot of these, like, NASCAR shirts that go for 75 to 100 bucks on on the auction. Wow. Like, it just... I mean, and that's a t-shirt, and it's not like it's, you know... I'm very much against whatnot, but I, I do love the the money that they get on some of the stuff. If you do whatnot right, can be very profitable. Yeah, I like it better than I did, uh, you know, many weeks ago. It's not a consistent place to source. At least oh, I haven't sure. figured out how to yet. But uh, but it's all right. Yeah, okay. That's it for me, Pee Wee. GST it up, baby. Yeah, I don't have much. Um, like I said, it's been. It's been a rough week this week, and I haven't been here for the week and a half prior. Here are three plush. I picked up a Goodwill all at the same time. This is a... What is this thing called? I can't even see. It's a... It's like a turkey. I forget what his name is. I think it's a turkey. Um, FGTs, which is like a YouTube show. Um, I just recognize the tag as something that that I've seen sold at Target. Um, As well as a Zom Piggy, which is from the Piggy franchise, which is a... Roblox spinoff um, and a Kirby plush Kirby from the video game. All this stuff is, I mean, it's fairly cheap. The turkey sells for about ten shipped. The the piggy plush goes for about I think eighteen shipped, and the Kirby is about twenty. All three of these I'm just picking. I picked them up for a dollar a piece, so I paid three dollars. Um, I picked these up with the sole purpose of uh, selling them at my video game shows coming up. I've got one um, in April. And plushes seem to do pretty well. I can kind of just name my price on them. So I might even hike the prices up a, a couple bucks on each one of these and see what I can do. And then if they don't sell the show, I bring them home and get rid of them on eBay. Um, but th- this is the kind of perfect stuff that I that I use on my uh, video game tables. Where is the uh, convention? Milwaukee. This is the biggest show that I do. It's the only show I have booked for 2023 right now. I think I'm going to do one more in Texas. But it really depends on how much inventory I get over the summer. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Right now, I have very, very little. Um, here's an action figure I found at Goodwill. This is Noob Saibot from uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise. Specifically, this is Mortal Kombat 11 from the McFarlane series. This is a series that's currently in stores, um, just like your Joker figure. But I believe, even though the line is still in stores, this figure is not. Uh, he goes loose for about $25. I paid $0.99 cents for him. Just look up any articulated figure or any figure you find in goodwill yeah that's incredible i i've never seen a figure like that at my goodwill you know what i mean like yeah. that when i found that joker i was like i have to tell Pee-wee about this. i kind <laughs> of wonder if that because that was sold at target for a very long time that joker um and target is in the process of clearancing out and getting rid of all mm-hmm. of their christmas toys and they have deals with goodwill where they will what did you pay on the joker 3.99 See, this, that's more than like the typical figure, but it was also a big figure, and it's not in the box. I wonder if maybe Target had like a beat-up box one, and I don't know. It's just it's, it's such a common Target item that I almost say, and it's such a new figure that I kind of think it was just a Target clearance item that got sent to your Goodwill. Um, last, uh, so I only have two more pickups, really, and they both come from the mom-and-pop thrift store that I volunteer at. Um, luckily, because I volunteer and I'm in the back all the time, I kind of get a first look at stuff that comes in as it gets donated. Um, one of the guys that is also volunteering there, 
um, he knows I collect toys and stuff. And as soon as this came in, he brought it up to me. He's like, check this thing out. Um, this is an X-Wing from Star Wars. X-Wing is just like the good guy ship. These stickers are kind of all over the place on the wings. I think I'm just going to take those off. Uh, I don't know if you can tell this, Sash, but the that thing in the middle, this is a 12-inch ruler in the middle. This thing measures about 29 inches across. And it's very hollow. Like, it's it's very light. So I think this thing would be great to, like, hang from the ceiling and display. Problem is, with stuff like this, they do like to look them up on eBay and try to figure out the value. And then they, I think they price it at, like, 30 or 33% of what the eBay value is, which is fine by me. Still within my margins. Um, so I paid $17 for this. The most recent sold listing was for $65 plus another $20 shipping. So it's $85. Bucks. Yeah. Um, so this thing goes for a lot. I don't know the year. The interesting part about this thing is it had the stamp on the bottom, like I was talking about trying to find on action figures earlier. But the stamp said it was made by Hasbro, and it also had the word Europe there. Uh, I don't know if Europe has the standard where you need to put the year on it, but this one did not have a year stamped on it. And I can't find anything else out about this specific ship. Um, everything else, there are a bunch that are on eBay for you know active, uh, active and sold, but nobody has a... a um, a year on it so i don't know what age this is from and i'm wondering if like europe just doesn't have to put years on toys or whatever or if they, or maybe they didn't and now they do or whatever um i've just i've never seen it's uh, you know the the word europe it's a has it said hasbro europe on the bottom and i just never seen that before uh maybe it drives on the wrong side of space as well <laughs> there you go that's uh, that's got humor in this it's uh what's this thing called x-wing x-wing yeah is this a Luke Skywalker ship? Yeah. Are you impressed? <laughs> That's all you're saying. <laughs> yes, I'm impressed. Way to go. Here's why why uh, I'm bringing it I up. I said Star Wars earlier. I know, but you didn't say Luke Skywalker. Okay. And you, here's why. I literally bought a miniature version of this exact ship uh, this week. At Walgreens, because Walgreens is also having all their discounted stuff. Ah, okay. And so they had a mini ship of this exact thing for four bucks, like okay. in the packaging. And I looked up comps, and it was like fifty bucks. And I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, and so I got the thing, and then I realized the ones that are fifty are the chase the ones. The chase ones, yep. And the one that I had was a regular one that goes for like twelve dollars or whatever. Still, four into uh, twelve isn't bad. However, the the good thing is. Uh, I now know what an X-Wing is. There and, you go. Uh, Luke Skywalker rides it, flies it. <laughs> rides it, yeah. He surfs on the back of it. <laughs> All right, last pickup. It's two pictures. Um, I want to talk about the first one first, then we'll go into the second one. Uh, but they're similar items. Again, this was something that I got from my mom-and-pop thrift store. Um, it was just in the back. I pulled it from one of the bins that got donated and said, hey, I need the lady that looks stuff up to look these up and do whatever with. Um, here's the first set. These are 1990 Fox Simpsons betting sheets. Um, so just like vintage betting. I believe I had these. Is that right? Yeah. The next ones I had. The uh, So this is Bart, you know, Homer, Lisa, Marge, Maggie. It's just like the core family. But it is, I mean, there's four pillowcases. There's like three different sheets. The big comforter isn't here. Uh, and the prices that you see, the sold prices, aren't a ton 
But when you consider that I have four of the pillowcases and one pillowcase sold for ten dollars, um, and you're probably gonna, you know, if you want to use this as a bedding set, you want more than one, then I got forty dollars just in that. Um, the sheets sell for between twelve and sixteen dollars, and I have like four or five of those. So this right here was just a huge pickup. I got everything in this picture and the next picture for twelve dollars. So I just separated them and said I paid six dollars for this. Um, the big one was the next one. Same type of thing, vintage bedding, but this is Mario and uh, and uh, Zelda. So this was this is an iconic pattern. Um, these these sheets for these specifically sell for a lot. They sell for about fifty dollars each because I if you think about Etsy, people use this pattern and just create other stuff from these sheets. They create you know towels or shirts or whatever they do. Um, I've got the pillowcases. I've got the sheets. I've got the comforter. Um, the the Simpson one, I think, had the comforter, but I'm just like, I don't want the comforter, right? It's too big. <laughs> um, but uh, this, the Mario and Zelda one, is the literal bed sheets that I had on my bed as an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? So, like, when I saw these, I couldn't pass these up. Um, I was shocked when they, you know, they gave me the, the bag back of the Mario and the, the Zelda ones and the Simpsons one and were like, give me $12 for everything and we're good. Yeah. Um, the the comforter goes for it recently sold for about fifty dollars. The sheets, like I said, go for about fifty dollars a piece, and I have three of those, and I have the pillowcases. I mean, this should be an easy like close to two hundred dollars, just on the amount of stuff I have here. I just honestly, I need to figure out what I'm going to keep here and what I'm not. I don't think I can keep the comforter, um, and it's just too big. It's too big to to store. It's too big to display. I think I have to get rid of that. I might keep one of the sheets or a pillowcase. I got to keep something. I got to figure it out. Yeah, and yours obviously had more urine on it than these. Right, they're still wet. Right, got them, guys. I got them. Yes, That's all I got for G S T. And that means it's time for the flip or bump of the week. This is when we talk about something that we're happy that we sold, or maybe a mistake that helped us learn something along the way. My flip of the week is my Invader Zim hat. We learned about this before. It was a hot topic slash Nickelodeon yeah. thing. Um. I had this listed, I think, at a hundred bucks. All the comps for all similar hats went for right around fifty bucks, fifty to sixty bucks, uh, except for one that was like super detailed, brand new, went for like a hundred and fifty. Wow! But all the other ones went for about fifty, and I was kind of getting tired. I was getting a lot of lowball offers, like thirty dollars and whatever. When somebody offered me 50 on this, I was like, let me just take it. It's been a while. And I still have the gloves to this set, which should be another $50 whenever wow. somebody else. I mean, I paid three ninety nine for all of it in one bag. So uh, obviously aim high and then use your discretion after that. Great. Uh, what about you? What do you got? I got a bump. Um, it's something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I still have items on my store that are, you know, seven dollars, eight ninety nine, free shipping. The I really need to go through my store and clean out about forty items and just get rid of them. Um, it's they're selling, but it, when they're selling and I have free shipping on a seven dollar item, how much am I clearing after fees and everything? It's just it's just a pain. It frustrates me. It's I get excited when my phone vibrates and tells me I have a sale, and then I look at the sale and it wasn't even worth the, the three dollars I'm gonna make to look at my phone, you know. Yeah, so I mean, if you take a look at that seven dollar one, you probably paid four bucks to ship it first class. You paid one dollar in a fee. You got two dollars left, right? right? And that's not even including what I paid for the thing, right? Not what you paid for it, not the box that it came in, which is obviously cents. But you know, it still adds it all, up when I'm when I'm dealing with two dollars, right? 
Yeah, I was also looking at your your lower priced stuff, and I was like, I don't know what he's got to do, but he's got to do something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pain. I got to figure it out. I'm worried about you, Pee Wee. That's all it is. <laughs> and now it's time for well, well, well. What do we have here? Mine for you, Pee Wee. You had these uh, interesting looking things. I don't remember you talking about these, but uh, I don't remember a lot of stuff that you say. Stormtroopers movie. Uh, Pee Wee, I'm sorry. I'm just being mean today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is? I didn't have Topo Chico, the friendly beverage. Oh, no. I've been drinking Perrier, which makes me feel better than people. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I should, I should not drink Perrier. Uh, but for you, you have the Stormtroopers movie realization, Star Wars instructions and heads or hands they're or hands. something. Yeah, they're all hands and like accessories and stuff. And you have multiple sets of these things. So tell me, yeah, everything. It, it is what it is. <laughs> the, I got these I, maybe two years ago now. Um, uh, our producer from our previous podcast hooked me up with his friend. And his friend was moving and wanted to get rid of a bunch of stuff. So I went to his house and I bought a ton of his collectibles. And it, some of that was just boxes of stuff, right? Stuff that he was just like, here's a bunch of extra stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I just, you know, slowly worked through it. And most of it is gone. This is still some stuff that's been hanging on. And it, this was, I think I listed this, you know, late last summer when I was looking for listings. I was just going through those boxes of stuff and I came across this stuff. First, I organized them and figured out, okay, the hands go to this guy and each one of the instructions is labeled by, by what guy it is. These go to about 12 inch figures. And I had some of the figures, but I didn't have all of them. And I don't know where the other figures are. I don't know if he kept them or if he just, you know, got rid of them at some point or what, but I didn't get them. So I was just left with these. Uh, hands with the instruction booklet, which are important pieces. I've sold a handful of these as well. That's what I was um, going to ask you. Have any of these sold? Yeah, absolutely. And these are okay. just the ones, but I've also had these ones forever, which is why they're at ten ninety nine now. I would not list these if they were just, to, I would have lotted them up and put them all for 30 bucks, um, which is probably what I should do now. The Originally, these were like $18 a piece. You know what I mean? They were, they were yeah. worth listing. Now they're, yeah. they're barely worth having on my store. For you... Just something you didn't talk about. The considering this sold in the past week, yesterday actually. Uh, yeah. This build a bear pumpkin uh, exclusive one that was like a Halloween or at least a fall themed build a bear. You sold it for about fifty dollars, and you sold it in January. That's the shocking part. Yeah, uh, you know, I had this listed at forty nine ninety five plus shipping. And it's been sitting and sitting, and people would watch, and I'd offer it for forty, and nobody would take it. Nobody would take it, and so yesterday, I lowered the price to forty three plus shipping, knowing that it would be fifty dollars or whatever. And I was like, I, I just want to start doing the lowering. Like you do six percent every month, you go lower and lower. Yeah. And I was like, this has been sitting. Let me get it a little bit lower. So I put it at forty three ninety five, and then I woke up and the thing sold, and I was like, okay. There you go. <laughs> wake up to a $50 plush sale and uh, life is good. You know? All day. All day. Cool. That's it for the show this week. Thank you guys for joining us as always. If you want to get a hold of this podcast, you email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at flipsandbumps. Most importantly, just listen. New episodes every single Monday at flipsandbumps.com, wherever you get your podcast from, or youtube.com slash at flipsandbumpspodcast. Peewee. Say something for the record. Tell the people what you feel. 
Not only do I have to clean my eBay store out of all the items that are useless and uh, not paying off now, we also have to clean out this podcast of the, the segments that are useless and not paying off, this being one of them. Uh, Sasha had a bunch of good uh, advice earlier, which I don't remember any of it. Just rewind and go listen to that. I got nothing. And I got good advice. Go listen to the Broke Down's new album, Maximum Khaki. I was supposed to go see the record release show last night, but it snowed and Illinois is miserable. And, uh, and I refuse to anyway. Anyway, see you next week. Flip that turkey.